What's going on? What's going on? Thank you for joining us again here at On The Clock Radio, man. We got a great show for you. We're going to go ahead and recap UFC 250 this past Saturday, man. Some exciting fights. Uh, also, we got some major announcements coming out of the UFC as well from, uh, from Saturday, man. And also, Drew Brees made some interesting comments over the weekend. We're going to talk about that here. It's a hot topic for sure. Sports is back here locally in the Tampa Bay area on Monday, June 8th with Youth Football. Thank you for joining us. You're on the clock. What's going on, man? What's going on, George? How you doing today, man? What's up? Good, man. I'm uh, I'm excited for today's uh, topic and today's agenda. We yeah, got a man, lot of a too. lot of things to talk about today. I am too, man. I've been looking forward to this all weekend. I mean, uh, first off, I mean, what an exciting Saturday, man. Thanks for everybody that joined us on Facebook Live and interacted with us, calling in and stuff, man. We really appreciate that. What did you think about it, bro? What'd you, was it exciting everything you wanted it to be? I loved it. We had about 800 people that tuned in Yeah, man. to the, to, to the live event, which was overwhelming. It was exciting to see how many people chime in with us, take a seat with us, and, and watch some exciting that happens. What what was your favorite fight of the night? So besides I'm, the main event, besides the main event, yeah, the main event was. I know, I know, you were excited about that. Oh yeah, since a month ago. What I didn't like was I didn't like I didn't like going zero for four. Oh, I went four, I went yeah. I went one and four. I went one and four in the main cards, getting Nunez right. Everybody else that I picked got their ass kicked. <laughs> Come going with experience, now, and these guys got annihilated by the young bucks. Now myself though, I'm I'm a little proud of myself. Went yeah. five and zero. Oh yeah, on we, the night we should have went Vegas. <laughs> we That's right. And I've been I telling you, this, I, we need to bet Vegas. You're the lucky guy. I'm telling you, you're the guy that wins the lottery and then six months later wins it again. That's you. <laughs> That's who you are. And then six months later, I, I don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, because you're in Greece. <laughs> Yes, that's part of me that, that happened also. So, yeah. so with the first fight, O'Malley yeah. versus Wineland, what did you think about the fight? What was your reaction to it? My reaction to this was, I can't believe Eddie Wineland's mustache let him down. That's the one thing. Right? That's right? The one thing. You don't wear a mustache I, you, you like that. You were banging on the, you yeah, were banging on the mustache. I, <laughs> I really up. thought this guy, you know, you don't twirl your mustache out there to the side like that if you're not really got something with it. And, then, and then get your butt kicked. Bro, it was just one man, punch. He got his butt kicked. One punch, a minute fifty four seconds in the first round, and O'Malley just drops this dude with a right lead to the face. And then it, it was connected. so funny. He walked off like a home run. He walked off like, <laughs> boom. That's it, baby. That's out of the park. That that, that was one of those. You flipped the bat. Yeah. And you start trouting to first base because you know it's out of there. <laughs> right. It's so hanging, but you know it's out of there. Right. You're just taunting the freaking pitcher like a bat flip and like, yeah, eat that. I know we talked about this before, but can you imagine being there and hearing? Oh, my God. That's all we talked that about that connect. night. That's all we talked about was hearing. Man, that would have been crazy. And again, I know I know when everything opens back up and, and we, we, we get to moving along here in the near future, you know, we're going to – all the fans are going to come back. But I don't want to, man. I like how this yeah. is this – is, you know what I'm saying? You get to this see nice. raw and uncut, man. And then you get to hear the cut, man. Mm-hmm. You hear the trainer clearly. Yeah, that that, that was a interesting uh, before never seen kind of kind of footage there where right. you can actually hear the trainer talking to him. You can hear the you can hear everybody talking to him while they're fighting. Right. And, and you're trying to coach him up. You can hear them yelling outside of the cage right. what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, the grappling, and, position the gra- yeah. and get him on the ground and, and attack the lower body. It was, uh, as a guy that hasn't watched a whole lot of MMA, mm-hmm. 
it was really interesting. I, I mean, I was very interested the, the, the entire time just listening to just that coaching aspect of it being co- being a coach myself, right. just seeing seeing that being coached up. But man, that butt whooping was bad. <laughs> it was horrible, man. Oh, he got knocked out. It was horrible. Oh, he got knocked out. And then out. and then the next fight we got welterweight, right? We got Neil oh, Magny, man. Anthony Rocco, Martin, which I thought Martin was hanging in there pretty pretty decisive. He, 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 he had a chance. He had a chance. Yeah, he did. It went the full. He missed some opportunities. Right, he went the full three rounds. It went to the decision, and it went to Neil's way. But and I thought he fought a good fight. I didn't think he, you know, he wasn't getting rocked or nothing like that. It was it was a nice nice uh, performance by him. Uh, yeah, for, for me, Rocco, Rocco, man, he he was going at it early, early. He was using a lot of energy, and I think as it went on, he started to look gashed. Yes. As it went on, he was just dancing. He had nothing in the third round. Kind of just backpedaling. He had nothing left by the time he got to that fourth, that third and fourth round. I think he used a lot of his energy early on trying to get a knockout. Didn't get it. Right. And now he was he was bad. But he had, he had Neil up against the cage. And, and then, like I was Several telling times. you during that time, you need to drive those knees into those thighs. You got to wear him down. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he didn't, like you said, he doesn't have enough energy in, in that, especially in the third round where it ended. It, it just, he didn't have enough in there. So he it is. Juice. Yeah, it is what it is. So in the one after that, we had Sterling. Yep, yep. And uh, Sanhagen. Which, which again, is amazing. And I, I'm going to tell you this why. Sanhagen is black belt in jiu-jitsu. Right. You know, he's not supposed to. And he got submitted by Sterling. We're naked choke. And uh, I guess they call him the backpack fighter. The backpack. backpack. <laughs> yeah, he, the backpack. He on your back. <laughs> but, uh, man, he, you know, first round, a minute, 28 man. seconds. Done. Submitted. Get me out of here. That was over. Yeah, that was, was over. That was over. Before you got comfortable in your seat, it was over. Right. He was, he was home before Simpsons. Like I told you, he was home before the Simpsons <laughs> came up. He was done. Like, give me my money. Cash at me that. Now, th- th- did it surprise you that it ended the way it ended? Yeah, because, again, it, Cody's supposed to be, he's known for jujitsu and his and his ground and pound and getting out of the, the grapples and countering. So it was really surprising to see Sterling, you know, shock him a little bit, I guess. Right. And, and, and choke him, man. It was, it was, it was so, pretty interesting. So you think Cody came into it little a little uh, big head, thinking probably was going to win this match, and, and came into it I think a little he, a little because that's, that's happened before in sports, right? Where, where right. you know underdog comes in and just beats the shit out of the <laughs> the, the favorite, right? right. And the game he shouldn't have even been in. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he was confident. I just think he thought Sterling was going to fight a certain fight, and then Sterling flipped it on him, and he just didn't. He didn't expect it, man. He didn't see it coming. He, I don't think he thought he had it in his repertoire. And yeah. as you know, he got it. I agree with that. I agree with that. And and, and right now, you got to think Sterling has kind of made the case now for that shot at that vacant that vacant title belt, that 135 yeah. class. Yeah, that 135 class is, is, is a pretty it's good class. It's wide open. It's it wide is. open. It's a good class. So I, I'm interested to see where he goes from here. Um, the fight that, that shocked me, well, not even shocked me, just, uh, just I mean, amazing to watch was when uh, Cody Grandbert, Oh, knocked boy. out Rafael, oh, man. My man Cody. God. What of my dude going into it? Off the cage. And he can't. Now, li- listen, man. He gave that man what I like to call, uh, um, <laughs> I like to call it a bitchinism. You know what that is? <laughs> oh, man. What is it? You know what a bitchinism is? I know is? it. I, I know what it is, but you know what, I, I'm our listeners. Okay, so for you listeners, <laughs> when the clubs are open, and the only, only, only my real. My real, 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 real uh, <laughs> friends will know what a bitchinism is, okay? You're in the club, you have a problem, somebody stepped on your shoe or whatever, and you want to go settle some stuff. You get through the crowd, and you're wandering through the crowd, you're trying to sidestep people, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hit the guy that stepped on your shoe with a punch, and you just yell out a bitchiness. Bitch, you didn't see that coming. <laughs> and that's what that was. 
He mollywopped the shit out of that dude. He didn't see it coming. He didn't, man. He, he dropped down low coming. and he came from, I mean, a full deadlift squat oh, position. I mean, he was all, all, all strength came through there. He was right before the bell rung, driving through the legs oh. and, and just connected. For a second there, we both thought, oh my God, does it count? Because we heard the bell. Right. We saw the punch and then we heard the bell. So we're like, okay, that was really close to call. But when they replayed it, nope. Oh, he got it was, in there right before the bell. before the bell. He got in there. The guy hit the ground and was unconscious. <laughs> when the bell swung, yeah. When the bell yeah. actually rang. Yep, you're right, man. You're right. And it was, it was, not, a, it's not many times. It's not many times you see a nine, a nine seed or no, number nine ranked dude right. beat the number five ranked dude. Right. It doesn't happen that often. I mean, he elevated he, his, I, I don't know. He elevated his performance, man. He, he, he shot up there. So now does he take that fifth spot? Right. He, and that's, is that how that works? The ranking? He's got to be able to take the fifth spot. Cause he just beat the guy. He should. He should. should I mean, right? everybody's talking about that. Cody's now back to, back to championship yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. I want to we'll see, see what happens. I want to see, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And then I know the main event, yes. which you were, you've been excited for this for months. Yes. Nice. I was I was hurt when they canceled it uh, the last UFC the 249. Yeah, right. I was right. like, God damn it! And then oh, it's back on. Oh, thank you, Jesus, because <laughs> again, Amanda Nunes she, she brings a lot to the table, and I'm she's yeah, a lioness, she man. I really thought I really thought she would be able to knock out Felicia Spencer in about the second round. What I didn't account for, which I seen Felicia Spencer fight before, I seen her go against Cyborg, I seen her take punches. Um, I was I, this for me. For me, lets me know that Felicia Spencer is for real. She took some major shots she for did. five she rounds, did. bro. From she hung in there. Yeah, I will quit. say the bell. The bell bailed her out. Once. Oh yeah, was it third round? She was. She was, she was, she yeah, was third round. She her was eyes were rolling and everything. Yep. Yeah, it, it was. It was literally seconds away from being right. cold. Right. And she got to stay by the bell. Right. And, and if it wasn't that, she would have been Kato. Oh, it would have been Kato. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. But and again, she she was able to hang in there, take the punches. Amanda Nunes you saw the side of her head. Oh, the side of her head was bleeding from what the first round. The first like from round. the first round. Did on, you see the knot on her she head? She connected. She connected over the top early on. Right. Like a, imagine a brick wall just hitting you right in the face. <laughs> a consistent. That, that's what a consistent felt. brick wall over and over and over again. That's yeah. what it looked like when you when we were watching Felicia Spencer's face and her head. <laughs> It looked like it looked deformed. <laughs> it did, man. Like, Nunes, Nunes oh, dominated man. all five rounds, man. I mean, the takedowns, and, and when Spencer would try to take her down, she'd just pick her up and move her out the way and sling. It's like, man, Nunes is just too much for her. She's just too much. So it was so, good to watch. So there was, comments, there was comments being thrown out afterwards that kind of solidified what everybody thought about, about Nunes. Is she the GOAT? She is, man. Is she the goat right now? She is. I just don't, and then I was telling you that night when we were watching it. Um, is who do, who does she fight next? Like who wants to step up? Right. They got some. They got some people, but I just don't see. I don't. I don't see anybody. No real contenders. No right. Real, so does a fight happen again? Do you, Do you think Nunez and Felicia fight again before Nunez fights somebody else? Nope. As a rematch. <laughs> nope. Why? Because Felicia don't want it, or because because if I'm Nunez, why, why do I have to do this? Why? Yeah, why what? do it? I need I need someone that's going to bring in a payday. She that's a, that's going to be the the sad part of this. And you know it happens with sport, with these fighting <clears throat> these right. fighting sports is that you beat everybody in the division, you wait a year or two, you retire, somebody comes along, you come back, you try to fight them, they beat the shit out of you, and then right. you're all, then then it puts like an asterisk on your career. So uh, I don't I hope I hope she beats everybody in the division. She just goes out on top, and that's it. 
She's done, man. Because there's really nothing, nobody else she has to prove herself to. Well, and 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 moving on to, to the men's side of it, also the same comment yeah. being made about McGregor. Right. So, for those that haven't heard it yet, McGregor retired again. <laughs> again, he'll be back. He uh, he said, "I'm coming back." Then now, now you know what? There's nothing else for me to do. Yeah, he said he, he wasn't excited. There's was nobody to fight. A new net card. There's nobody yeah. else for me to fight. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts around that? I know you're a big MMA guy. Yeah. When you hear that from McGregor, what are your thoughts? Is it he's, right, wrong? No, how do you it, feel about it? No, it's not right or wrong. You know, he just that's how he's feeling for right now. He'll McGregor would definitely come back, especially if there's somebody in the UFC that he feels um, is at the stature of popularity, not necessarily fighting wise, but like if the if the people love him, he's going to come back to just to beat them, try to fight him and beat him. So the, the right. people, so, you know, he's he's an egotistical kind of guy. So I, I see him coming back or taking other fights um, outside of the UFC. I can see him doing that. Oh, like what? I like just you know you think? just taking some of these fights and some of these you know uh, you know because I really wanted McGregor and Silva to happen. That's what I really wanted to happen. Right. I really you know th those speculations, those those talks. I really wanted to see that fight. But I mean, he, if he tries to go find another major boxer or something, he might do something. Who knows? You know, he he has the whiskey company and and stuff too. So I, I think he comes back. I, I really do. I don't think he stays retired. I think he comes back also. I think that itch will be there when it, whenever whenever someone starts making the ranks in that in that weight class that he's in. And started getting some, right. some national attention. Like, yeah, you know what? I'll come back. <laughs> he's gonna come. He he's got stuff to prove. He doesn't. He doesn't like people being uh, more popular than him. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with that. Hey, what's going on on the clock, radio fans? Man, listen. I got something major for you guys, okay? If you're looking to start a podcast, you're looking to get intro of music, I need you to hit up my guy, okay? Jay Scudder. Uh, Jay Scudder is the one that helped us uh, develop the intro to our show. He's the one that developed this production. I'm telling you right now, he got very creative with it. It's called Engine Yard Productions. Uh, George, let them know where they can find him at. So you can send him an email at jscudder at gmail.com. You can find them on Facebook by searching Inch and a Yard Productions. You can also find them on IG on Instagram by simply searching Inch and a Yard Productions. Hit a like, go follow him, listen to his work. It's great stuff. You're not going to be disappointed. All right. So, in a, in a sadder sadder news that we we, we come to you tonight, uh, you know, we, we had a passing of a local Tampa yeah. star, played played at Jefferson High School here locally in Tampa, Florida. Played for the University of Florida, went on to have a pretty successful NFL career. Uh, his name is Rishay Caldwell. Over the weekend, definitely, definitely want to send our condolences to the family and friends of Rishel Carwell. We lost him on June 6, twenty twenty. Uh, was shot and killed uh, here in the Tampa Tampa Bay area, man. And trust me, I tell you, one 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 of the things at Jefferson High School is once you're a dragon, you're always a dragon. And uh, we just want to honor. And I don't know if you know George um, Rishel Carwell was such an athlete at high school, man, that he was actually playing baseball as well. Played for the wow. Gators, and after the Gators, he was actually offered. He was actually drafted from the Cincinnati Reds to play baseball. Wow. For the Cincinnati Reds, that's how that's how athletic he was, and he's a local legend here, uh, one of one of Jefferson's many greats, man. But uh, we're definitely gonna miss him, and again, our condolences to the family and friends uh, that lost Rishay Caldwell. And if you don't mind, George, we'll give a give a, a good five to ten seconds here, of moment of silence. What do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go ahead, remembering Rishay Caldwell. All right, man. So uh, that was Rishay Carwell's moment of silence. So thank you for everybody that, that participated with that. We really appreciate you, especially everybody in the Tampa Bay area, man.
And some other news that that came out just recently here, yeah. U Sports is back. It on, is on man. June eighth. Yeah, on so, June eighth, Monday. Yeah. So I know Ro, Ro, you coach over there at the Nucio Jaguars. You always got your hat on. Yeah, yeah. Always re- representing. Yeah, Nucio so, slash Tampa Bay Jags, the Tampa Jags now. Yeah, that's right, man. So yeah. I, I know you. I know you've been in the weeds with a, a little bit of the procedures and what what's what's going on and yeah. how can the kids play and and really practice. So why don't you give us an update on on some of those details? Sure, man. So the Hillsborough County came out and basically said that youth football activities can resume on January eighth, which is on Monday. Now they came with a lot of stipulations. Right. So when a child comes to the park now in Hillsborough County Park, every and again, if you have a youth football team playing in Hillsborough County, I hope you're doing these rules. I know we're going to follow them very strictly, um, but you have to take their temperature before they can be on the field. So when they come to the park, there's going to be a location that we have, which I'm sure other parks will have as well. But we have a location where they're going to filter in and come up to to the counter to get their temperature um, decided or, or done. And what they end up having to do is we, we're going to take names and make sure each child is completed because these are the rules that Hillsborough County wants. We also have to put a band on that child, allowing the wow. coaches to know, right? Allowing the coaches to know that that child has, has temperatures been taken. Has been checked. Has been checked. Has been checked. And we can ask, we've asked the questions because uh, they gave us a piece of paper. I did not memorize them, so I apologize. But they gave us a piece of paper to ask the questions and the parents. So if these parents think they're just going to roll up and drop the kid off, it's, it's not going to happen anymore, especially in this era. So once they do that, they can go and, and practice with the team. Now, this is where... The rules get um interesting. Oh boy. Right. And, and it's challenging, right? So what we have to do is you can only have ten to a group. Okay. And that's including the coaches. So really nine kids and a coach. Nine kids and a coach. And if you have two coaches, eight kids and a, two coaches. That's wow. the that's the rule. Now people are gonna try to treat it like a restaurant, like no, do the restaurant people count, but this is not a restaurant. Okay. So they're this is what it's gonna count. It's ten to a group. And what's really crazy is those coaches can't intermingle with the group. So if you have two stations going on done by two different coaches with 10 kids each that kid that coach on station a cannot go over to b and b can't go over to a and the kids can't swap either can't swap either kids can't swap they're gonna have to stay with that group and this is the kicker they're gonna stay with that group until they open it up to phase two oh wow until that the phase two, now when i say phase two i mean phase two of sports not phase two of reopening right. economically right we have to do phase two of of football or you know activities that that kind of thing so basically basically you need you need a coach for every 10 kids you have on an age group pretty much so, so yeah. if it's eight you and you got 30 coaches you need at least three coaches at least because what do you do in a situation where you got two coaches and 26 kids well this is i mean six kids the tough six part kids is can't you, practice just like you know like i know youth football you know, it, it's it's volunteers, so the, some some of the parents or coaches or whatever have to work late, or right. they can't make it. So well, that group, late. what if something happens and comes up? Right. What do you do with that group of kids then? Those group of kids are probably going to have to get instructions from a distance <laughs> from the other coaches, wow. and they're going to have to be led by that distance themselves. as well. Right, they have to govern themselves exactly, which might be okay with the older boys, you know, eleven and up. Uh, but that ten down is is you know ten down yeah, all the way. Show, show trying to trying to control themselves <laughs> exactly. So the rules get interesting with that, and then uh, and then you can touch on high school, man. Uh, uh, about it's almost pretty much the same thing a little bit. It's but about you, the same. Yeah. It's about the same thing in high school. So high school is opening up on uh, actually a week later uh, on the fifteenth. High school is opening up, and it's the same thing. Kids have to bring their own uh, water. We cannot provide them with, with any water, any right. fluids. We got to the temperature before they get on the get on the practice field. They got to stay isolated. Um, group of ten, and that includes the coach. So very similar to youth, and our workouts can't be longer than an hour. Wow, that, that, that's a 
that's no, the one it can't be longer there. than an hour. Can't be longer than wow. an hour because we're practicing during the day, not necessarily at at, at night. I know a youth, you could practice at night, so the heat wise, true. It's, it's the first for for this first phase. Practice is only limited to to an hour, so it, it's important that you start on time and you got to end on time and, and do the right thing for the kids. The, the one question I have for you, Raul, you mentioned the armbands. Yeah. It's a little different. For high school, we're not required to put the armbands on the kid, at least, at least not yet, from what we know of. And I know we got a meeting on Thursday to go over the details of it uh, before we reopen. Do you guys have to put an armband on the kid each day? Each day, bro. Each day. Man. And each kid, each day, will have a different color. So if a kid had a band on from the previous day and it's blue, right, but we're on red. Track, how you keep track of the band right. and making sure. They gave, right, us, right, right, right. they gave us over like maybe 3,000, 4,000 bands. So we have to wow. each day make sure these kids get a band on them or to put it around their ankle or whatever the case may be, but make sure that they um, are counted for. And it's got to be different colors. And hopefully, and again, the parents won't know what color it's going to be because we're, we're just going to randomly pick that day. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it it's challenging, man. It's going to be challenging to see this. And what's going to be even more as challenging is, is to see if other organizations, you know, follow the rules. Follow the rules. Cause I, I'm, I'm willing to bet they're not like, I'm willing to bet they're really not. They're just, this is stupid. This is dumb. You know, you've got those coaches that don't even believe in COVID. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, man. And I would hate for an organization to get in trouble. Well, you know, personally, they get in trouble, they get in trouble. Right. I don't really care about that. To me, it's the kids. I don't want the kids to get sick, right? Because the procedure's not being not being not being followed correctly. Now you got a kid that potentially could pass away because of of, of us not asking the right questions, not doing the temp- not not following the procedure that was outlined for a reason out there. Right. That, that that's my that's my biggest concern. And, and mine too. Mine mine as well. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's gonna be interesting, man. It, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, some of my thoughts are, you know, I love football. You know, I love coaching. You know, oh, I love yeah. sports. Both of us. I don't know, man. It, it, with this COVID thing, it's it's kind of kind of scary with the kids. Is it too soon? Is it too soon to be opening it up? I, I mean, the numbers are looking okay. Of course, Florida's been one of the more promising numbers across the nation, which I think is because of our, the way our infrastructure is created or built. We're not we're not on top of each other. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Now that we're yeah. out there in the open, do we get a spike? Do we not get a spike? Right. It's going to be interesting, man. It definitely is. I don't know. I, I think it might be too soon. I mean, we've we've had talks as, as far as uh, my kid's mother and I talking about, like, should we even let them play send football? The, send the kids out there, yeah. yeah. Should we even let them play football? Which, again, a lot of parents are going to think about that, too. So think oh, about yeah. think about organizations that have trouble having numbers. We don't, right. You know, th- those parents are like, no, nope, I'm not letting them play football. Ball and then they're really hurting. You know what I mean? So um, it's going to be challenging for a lot of coaches. We're, we're going to see uh, as it comes on. And, and the last thing you need, you want to be is on the headline. Right. You don't want to be that we, guy. We, we, got enough, we got enough of those people out there. It, did you see what Drew Brees yeah, said man. the other day? Talk about headlines and making <sighs> headlines for stupid reasons. Jesus. I know. I, I know. I know we're talking about this, you know, as we were getting ready to talk and get online here. Right. What what are your thoughts about it? Uh, let, let's pull up exactly what he said. Sure. Well, uh, so Drew Brees was asked by Yahoo.com. All right, he was asked by Yahoo.com reporter about you know with the uh, with everything that was happening in the world with George Floyd, the protesting and things of that nature. What exactly how he felt about it is basically what he was asking, right? So Drew Brees went on to sit there and say that he would never approve of a player kneeling during the national anthem of a flag. Wow. Okay. And and again, again, that, that comment is, how can I say this, man? That comment is, is just so, 
not uneducated. What's the word I'm looking for? Irresponsible. Maybe irresponsible. Irresponsible. Maybe that's that's and, and Drew Brees isn't known to be irresponsible, right? We all have a respect for him. He's in New Orleans. He's done great, great things for them. Great, great. I mean, for the community in Drew in uh, New Orleans. You got kids wearing his jersey. Okay, for this guy to sit here and sit there and I won't agree with anybody taking a knee. That's hurtful, man. That's hurtful. What I what I didn't really like either was his freaking apology. Okay, yeah, his apology. Was did you trash. hear his apology? I did, but for, for for those that missed it, yeah, I got what, it right here, what, man. What did he say? Here, let me let me play for the fans and, and we'll get right into this. Here here's Drew Brees apologizing on Instagram for what he said about players taking a knee during the national anthem. That would make things any better right now, but I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am for the comments that I made yesterday. I know that it hurt many people, especially. Friends, teammates, former teammates, loved ones, people that I care and, and respect deeply. That was never my intention. I wish I would have laid out what was on my heart in regards to the George Floyd murder, Ahmaud Arbery, the years and years of social injustice, police brutality, and the need for so much reform and change in regards to legislation and so many other things to bring equality to our black communities. I am sorry, and I will do better, and I will be part of the solution, and I am your ally. And I know no words will do that justice. So that that's basically what Drew Brees was, was telling everybody, that he's sorry and after speaking with teammates and speaking with former teammates and people around the community. Like he He's sorry for how he hurt everybody. That That's what his apology was, okay? Trash. It's trash. It's total trash. Because, it's a PR move. Oh, completely. Completely. And, he, and definitely, after seeing how powerful Black Lives Matter movement has been um, this these last 14 days, because they're still continuing, 18 different countries protesting, still. Okay, still protesting. That's great. It is, man. After seeing multiple, multiple, multiple races come together for a cause, all right, I think he was pressured, especially when he sees tweets from his his players, his Michael Thomas. Teammates. Yeah, his own teammates. teammates. He's got Malcolm. You, know, you got Malcolm Jenkins telling him to shut the fuck up, which was a great statement in my in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, again, we have irresponsible Drew Brees making comments. So somebody asked me, you know, about my opinion, right? Well, George, I'm gonna tell you this: I'm not gonna accept Drew Brees' apology either until they accept Michael Vick's apology. When you accept Michael Vick's apology, I'll, I'll consider Drew's. Okay, and Michael Vick's somebody that everybody knows what happened with Mike. Okay, we don't have to go into the details of it, but Mike, you know, got caught with the dog fighting, and then he got put in jail. And this man served three years, three years three for dog fighting, long years in jail for dog fighting for the dog fighting. And we got Drew Brees here talking about he didn't know about inequality. Okay, irresponsible because three years ago in 2017, when Kaepernick was you know taking these knees and taking the knee during the game during the national anthem, it was already told. All right, that this is not, has nothing to do with the flag. This has nothing to do with disrespecting men and women in the military. And this is coming from a guy that served 15 years in the military. I do right. not find it offensive whatsoever. Reason being, George, just so you know, a military member told Kaepernick to take a knee because what Kaepernick was doing in the beginning stages was he was sitting on the bench while the national right. anthem was being played. The national anthem, right. Right. That's more disrespectful than taking a knee. Okay. When you lose soldiers in the field, and you have to come back. Do you know what, what those what those soldiers do for those individuals, George? Have you ever seen or anything like that? No. What do they do? So uh, boots are placed together. There are dog tags, coffee dog tags there. A M16 is placed inside behind the boots. This is a 
uh, um, a tribute to them, and a their Kevlar helmet is put on top of the weapon. Okay, it is a memorial for soldiers. Okay, what you do there is you take a knee at the memorial, and you honor that soldier that wow. that that passed that was able that made the ultimate sacrifice for their country. Okay, it is a symbol of honor. Okay, Kaepernick taking a knee was instructed by a military member because that military member's culture. That's what they do. That's what their right. subculture is. Is you take a knee. Right. So it wasn't disrespecting anybody. So for Drew Brees to be arrogant and freaking irresponsible and say those comments, he means that stuff, man. He don't. I don't believe his apology for one bit because you, you've been in locker rooms, coach. You've been a coach. You're like, you talk about all the topics that's going on in the locker room. Oh, yeah. Oh, Especially yeah. at the time of 2017 when Kaepernick was doing this because you have Donald Trump who didn't give a shit for it and calling these NFL players sons of bitches for doing this. And that they recommended that he get fired for it. And he controlled the narrative. And, and these Trump zombies went ahead and said, yep, yep, he's right. He's disrespecting the flag. And he tried to take away what Kaepernick was doing. He tried to take away the narrative of what was happening. And look at us now. Three years later, Cap was right. And then what do you have now for the NFL, George? What happened with Roger Goodell just the other day? What he does admitted, Roger do? He admitted the NFL was wrong. Admitted the wrong. Admitted NFL was wrong. And, and what does he do? We, we ban inequality. We, we do not... He's apologizing, right? Well, well, God, Roger Goodell, I don't take your apology, and a lot of my friends don't accept your apology until you give Kaepernick back his job. He's got to have his job back. That's when it counts, okay? Right. You That's wrong this man. Means something. Right, right. You, you, and, and, and we're seeing it, and we're seeing it with the protesting, right? Because you know people talk about all the time change is going to happen. This is forcing change to occur. Because right. now you got you got MJ dropped a hundred million. Yep, hundred million isn't chump change. It, it's not chump change. That's real money. And 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 again, again, it's not chump change. And I really appreciate MJ doing it. Okay, but where the hell's MJ been? Right. Okay, for the last twenty five years, we're all buying his shoes. We're all we're, he's making money off the of platform, us. The platform he's had, and this is to, Michael to Jordan. Change. He and, can, and that's something that we need. People are too afraid of their personal image. Right. And, and and Cap wasn't right. Kaepernick was willing to sacrifice his career, his earnings, because because right. people dropped him as sponsors, yep. left and right. Nike Nike being one of them. Yeah, they had him for a while, yeah. and then they they, they left him because remember they made the, the Nike Cap uh, right. line for a while. Then but then I, I haven't seen anything else. So you know, a lot of these athletes have that platform to come out and and do something about it. Right, but they're afraid of 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 money. Money, change, money, money image. controls the world. Because, again, Michael Jordan putting out $100 million is great, right? LeBron James. Remember, we in our last, in our very first podcast, first podcast right? we talked about who's the GOAT on the court. And it was, you know, to me, it's MJ. You say LeBron. Okay. Off the court, LeBron is the GOAT. Yes. Okay. For LeBron to open up a school for children and help house single mothers and uh, buying, the, um, what do you call it, being able to buy for their, their college degrees or pay for their Scholarship of college. It's amazing to me. It's amazing. So LeBron has been here, and he's spoke out, he's spoken out about inequality. Uh, when he was with the Heat, remember they took off all their shirts. When right, Eric, all their shirts, right. and it had, it had the message on the shirt. Yep, it says I can't breathe. Eric Garner had passed away. So they they as a team they they made that image, which the NBA, in my opinion, handles these situations oh, a lot so better. Much better. Yeah, so than, much better. Than, than baseball the NBA does a great job. Right. And, and, and shout out to to the commissioner Adam okay. Silver. Yep, that. But you know what, though? He encourages his players Absolutely. to speak their mind. 
yep. and, ha- and utilize our platform where behind closed doors around the NFL and, and other sports, I'm sure there's owners and, and even the commissioner himself before has talked to players and, hey, listen, we need you to not talk about this. Right. And we that goes back to, to what consequences. Drew that goes to Drew Brees. These guys oh, in the locker room, I know he had these discussions. And, and, and again, I'm going to give you a longer detail here, okay? Drew Brees has been playing football since he was in youth football, okay? You've been around, you've been around black children and black people since youth football, okay? You might not know the message at youth football. That's not what I'm saying, people, okay? Hear me out. But you've been around. You're, you're not a fool to this. High school, college, especially in the NFL. And when that thing was popping off in 2017, I assure you, just like everybody else around in the league, they were having conversations inside the locker room. Absolutely. You had to. You had to. Okay, and whether you want to believe now, I'll be more appreciative if Drew on that interview would have said, you know what, listen, I'm not for disrespecting the flag. You know, that's something I I don't, uh, you know, approve of. But I'm going to tell you this. Anybody that does kneel during the flag, absolutely, and wants to show the protest peacefully and and, and to bring awareness to inequality, I agree with and I I applaud them and I I stand behind my teammates, right? That's that's a fair way of saying it. That's it. you still say what you want to say, right? Right, but you 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 give the people the understanding that you understand, right? What, what lacked in, in Drew Brees' initial comments were was any type of understanding, period, and and, and it's not because he doesn't, because he does. He just chose not to say that he understands, and then later with his apology, use that fact as part of his body saying that he didn't know. Right. Come on, man, bro, and that's Come what on, that's what I'm saying to you, man. To sit there and say, I, I did not know. I wasn't aware. Shut up. You're freaking, you can't, you cannot, you cannot be kidding me, man. You can't. That's, sure. and that's why I said it's irresponsible of him. It is. It's fully irresponsible. How does he go back to that locker room? He can't. He can't, bro. Bro, you can't even, how do you tell Kamara to pick up that blitzing freaking corner? Boy. How do you do that? How do you tell Michael Thomas, look, the linebacker's blitzing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the slant to you. Run the slant. Now, I know his teammates, when, you know, when he apologized, they came back, oh, Drew talked to us, and we apologize, and we're all good now. That's bullshit. That's total That's another PR move. That's yeah, PR man, move. that's another PR move. They're going to have beef in that locker room. The best thing Drew Brees can do right now, you're going to laugh at this, is retire. Oh, <laughs> retire? Done. Call it oh, now. Oh, man. Call it up now, because I tell you what, you can go back on that football field. And if I'm a left tackle who, who did not agree with you, and again, there's probably people that feel like me who don't accept your mm-hmm. apology, I'm not freaking blocking. Yeah. Deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So the best thing for him to do is retire. You're done, buddy. You're done. Because you can't go back to that. There's no, there's nobody's going to forget there's that. There's no way. There's no way. Right. Nobody's going to forget those comments, man. Especially, especially in, a, in a city like New Orleans. Especially in a city especially of New Orleans. Especially in a city like New Orleans. And again, I'm going to highlight Drew Brees has done lots for the city of New Orleans. He's helped uh, uh, fund and, and donated money. Yeah, I mean, and he's done all that stuff. Earlier this year, he gave $5 million to COVID-19 for right. Louisiana. So, and he helped with the Katrina after Katrina. So he made Absolutely. the city. He, brought, he breathed life into it. And you have nine-year-old kids running around with number nine on their freaking chest and, and Brees on, the, on their backs trying to be like you. And you make an irresponsible freaking comment. But it goes to show you, man. No matter how much work you do, it can right. all be gone. In a blink of an eye. It can all be gone with a comment. It can all be gone with a comment in a blink of an eye. He just, uh, he threw away. So, do you think this puts a little asterisk on his Hall of Fame career? So, are we uh, on the field? You know, I know we have to separate it, right? We have to separate football. And what yeah, we, we, we have but to separate how do, you, but do you, how do you avoid this? I mean, do people separate it? Because, I mean, you start thinking about it. This is something that's going to tarnish him. 
I, I agree with you. I think you should retire. I yeah. think you should call it a career. Right. Uh, I, I don't understand how you come back from this. As a teammate, if I was a teammate of Drew Brees, fuck him. Right. That's my how, take. That's my you, take on it. How do you, bro? If I, if I, I got a guard. How does he do his speech in, now? How does he do his speech? You know those, those chants he does in the beginning of the game? Yeah, no. Who raw nothing? <laughs> who that nothing? Who does who who gives yeah, a where, shit? Where were you where were you when you were supposed to be there for us? Right. Spoke out on the situation. And, and Michael Thomas was one of the first ones. As soon as the comment came out, he was disgusted. Right. Disgusted. Absolutely. All those tweets he put on there. Now, emojis on as it. a side note, as a Bucks fan, we play the Saints week one. <laughs> we about to find out oh, who's gonna, exactly who's... how much that left tackle feels about his comments. I forgot about I see, that. If I see Shaquille Barrett come through the edge untouched. Hey, bro, so listen, bro. On his bro. blind side. You, you, check like, this out. Oh, this, put, in, put in blind Jameson. If I am, if I am a right defensive tackle, if I'm a defensive player for the Bucks, the first thing I'm doing is I'm not talking to Drew or anybody else. I'm I'm talking to those linemen. I Absolutely. can't believe you what still do, block for him. You guys are crazy. Oh, you guys gonna block for that guy? This is the asshole you're gonna block for? Wow. And then and guess what? Guess what? Just the fuck with the whole team aspect of it. The whole I'm, if I'm a cornerback, I'm yelling and screaming to Drew Brees. The whole, the whole day. The whole, the whole time. Day. Hey bro, I don't even give a shit about winning this game. Black Lives Matter, mother. Oh out. man. What? Just I'm talking cash. You out. Mike, you, this is what you do? You going to run routes for him? You going to route for him? Yeah. You going you gonna to break your back for this dude, huh? He don't even care about you. Yeah, how do you? you know, how, that's exactly the conversation. That's, that's, I'm talking cash shit the whole time. Oh, man. You should retire. I agree with you. I, I think he, uh, <laughs> I think he comes out. I think he comes out in a couple of weeks and said that uh, he's had second thoughts. The fire's gone. Something. And uh, exit left and just disappear into the wind. Either that, or you you fake an injury, <laughs> you fake oh, that, yeah. you fake that injury and just let Jameis come on in. That's that's yeah, all you got left no. now. The one thing I cannot have is Jameis Winston versus my Bucks Week One. But isn't it, isn't isn't conspiracy it. theory? Isn't it great? Like isn't it isn't it not great? But isn't it crazy? Drew Brees says these comments. Jameis Winston happens to be over there. You play the on Bucks the Week One. Ready to go? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Man. Right, it's gonna be amazing to watch again. It's, it's, it's gonna be interesting. It is, man, and we're gonna see how it comes. And and with apologies, you got to do action. So, like I said, when they accept Michael Vick's apology, I'll accept Drew Brees's. Right, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, and, and on this next part of our segment, we like to do this often during the show. We put each other on the clock with the hottest of topics. So, Ro, I'm gonna put you on the clock here with this one. Sure. With Drew Brees's comments, do you think it's more about? Drew's, Drew's position around all lives matter versus black lives matter. Do you think he understands what the movement is actually about? I, I don't I don't think he knows what it's about. And I, I think he's heard about it. I think, like I told you, you're responsible about it. I think he is with all lives matter part of it. And I'll give you, I'm going to be honest with you, George. I'm going to be real honest with you. I got to be real. I'm always honest with everybody. I'm tired of hearing about all lives matter. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I get it. I understand that, but they have, people have to understand all lives matter is not the same as black lives matter. It, it's, it's two different types of things here. Here's my take on it. Okay. My take on this is this. Okay. If uh, and I'll give you an example, George, I'll give you an example. If you were to say, save the whales, correct? Yep. We're talking about the ocean. They're save endangered. The They're endangered. They are. 
we say save the whales. That does not mean fuck the rest of the fish in the sea. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean forget about everybody no. else. It just means we're going to give priority to the whales because That's right it. now they're in danger. People are after them. We got to save them. Right. Same thing would happen if your house is on fire, George, and my house is not on fire. And I walk out there with the fire department. I say, hey, man, can you make sure you wet down my house as well? The firefighter's <laughs> going to look at you like, well, why? Well, you know. Your house is not on fire. You're not in danger. Right. The fire guy's not going to be like, well, you know, sir, your house matters. It, it's, we get that, you know. It, well, when the I say it doesn't. Right. The fire's the, not there yet. That's not where the fire's at. The fire's over here. My house is burning down. Which, <laughs> by the way, I was hoping to say that because I, I do need some water in my house. Right. It is burning. Right, right. I, I don't want you. This is where the stupidity of this is at. Nobody understands it. Black lives matter, okay? We're saying black lives matter too. Because they're in danger. They're, we're in, we're, they're being targeted. Right, right. And then it's, you it, get we're, the, we're then you get the, the 19 in the 1800s. You got people that are going after folks, right? With with the police and, and everything that happened, and, and, and people abusing their their authority. And that's what that's it is. That's why Black Lives Matter because they're endangered. People are coming after them right now, and we're living in a society that's it's, it's not right. It's not. And George, this is so. Then you hear, hey, there's black on black crime. Yes, there is. But those those gentlemen, those individuals, will face penalty. The problem right. is the police do not do not have any kind of consequence. We don't hold them accountable. They don't face a penalty. Especially the ones we don't know about. Right. Because, I mean, right. in this situation here with, with Floyd, it was captured right. on video. Eight minutes and Can 46 seconds. Can you imagine seconds. it had it not been captured on video? Oh, my This God. conversation wouldn't have occurred today. Right. right. Well, they're, they're going to post, they're going to put in a little report, you know, resisted arrest, and that's it. And then the that's family's just got to chalk it up to that. It's, it's, it's disgusting. So that's why Drew Brees being you know, uneducated or irresponsible in his comments. Irresponsible because he's educated. He is educated. He had, he, Raul, I can't be sold on the fact that he didn't know. Right. It's hard to swallow that pill. You can't tell me that. It's hard to hear that from, from even fans of, of Drew Brees. Oh, well, Drew Brees apologized. And then to hear oh, the, the lady, I can't stand the lady. The lady, um, oh, boy. Ingram. Shut up and dribble, girl. Oh, my God. Oh. You mean how, to tell me? How she still have a job? Oh my! In today's in 2020, when did she make the comment? Two years ago? Three years ago? It was, how yeah, did she still have a job? LeBron made the comment. You know, he was he was talking about the president, this and that, and the administration. And she says, "Well, you know what, LeBron, you shut up and dribble." But then when Drew Brees makes his comments, yeah, you get you get paid to dribble a basketball, right? And you when Drew Brees makes his comments, I'm quoting, I'm quoting the the news reporter. Exactly, that's what she listeners. said. She said that when she says that. She told LeBron to shut up and dribble, but she turns around and tells Drew Brees, well, he's entitled to his opinion. This is exactly... How is that? What, how is that any different? Right. This Why? is exactly she what we're talking about. Said, Drew Brees should just throw a pass. <laughs> shut up and throw. Just, just shut up and throw. Right. Nothing. But he said, no, no, he has an opinion. Right. He has Because his opinion matters. Oh, yeah, because it's... it's, it's it's and a, people are going to argue. People are going to argue. Well, George, you can't have it both ways. You can't accuse her for making a mistake, and now accuse her for not doing the same thing when she learned from her mistake. Bullshit. Right. She shouldn't be in the position in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Sure. It wasn't on. A, I wasn't on the agenda today. Jake Fromm came out recently mm. with his own comments. Came out with his own comments, and for those oh that may not have heard it. May not have listened to it. I, I, I'm paraphrasing. You know what? You know, I'm not ahead. quoting him verbatim on what he exactly said. Right. But the nuts and bolts of what he said was that guns should be at a premium so that only the white elite 
can afford them. Right. What the fuck is that? Who the fuck is elite? What, what are you talking about? And you're trying to get this in is, the NFL. This is, this, is, this is a Georgia boy who just got drafted in the NFL. Do you know how they found that? You know how they found that? He texted that. Yes. I don't know if it was a girlfriend or friend, but he texted. And so if George it, it, it Ford be, doesn't, it, doesn't have God. the movement, that person doesn't feel compelled to, to reveal right. it to the world. To, to show it out. This is, he's part of the problem. So yes. thank you for showing that. You know what I mean? And, and I think just like that, you're going to have many more situations right now where people are going to put other people out. Right. Because it, I think people are coming to the realization that we have a problem. Right. We Huge. have a problem in, in this country right now. And I think more people are realizing it and saying, you know what? That comment I heard last week is, wasn't right. Right. I'm going to expose them. And, and I'm going to call them And keep going. And keep protesting. And do you, know, do you remember? Thing, the protest is, is, is right now it's solving for it. The right. protest. So. People don't have an understanding of what a protest is. People think, oh, it's a protest. We walk, we do this. It's for a cause. It's yeah. it's a, it's to influence change and create change, create conversations that weren't right. happening before. That goes into exposing these kind of people. You remember like the, the you remember the in the sixties was the Montgomery uh, bus oh, yeah. boycott, yeah. right? That lasted yep. three hundred and eighty one days. Wow. Okay, three hundred and eighty one days to to effectively make change, which means over a year, over a which, year, or over a year, which means. Through protesting, you have to be persistent and consistent. consistent. Both of them have to apply if you want effective change to happen. It has to be persistent and consistent. That's how you. That's how you make change. So with, with all to. that, you have to. Right. So with all that, these guys don't get our pass. They don't get a pass from me. Um, and then we'll just have to see in the coming days how this turns out. Oh man, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for tuning in to On the Clock Radio. We really appreciate every single one of you listeners. Uh, we really have a great time. Thank you, George, for coming on to the show. Thank you for always doing these with me, man. You're my right hand guy, man. So I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Love being on. Great I time. Do. I do too. And so you guys that are out there listening, listen. We have a, a, an opportunity to go ahead and give you advertisements, man. If you want to advertise your business, your company, and you want to do it to us, we'll put it on the show. We'll put whatever you want. Um, George, let them know where they can find us at, so they can put their advertisements so they can send it to us. Yeah, so you can send us an email on ontheclock20 at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook by searching On The Clock Radio. Uh, for our listeners, please hit subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play by simply searching On the clock we have a big announcement on thursday's podcast yes, make sure you tune in yeah. uh it, it, it's it's major as dj Khaled would say it uh <laughs> we have a big partnership coming up with with, with a big radio show that's going to give us a, a tremendous platform put us in front of seven million listeners uh, on a weekly basis so you don't want to miss it super excited super excited so again man make sure you tune in on us and remember this is on the clock